Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 458, recorded live on Saturday, April 16th, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who's been on the podcast with me, Dave Pillay. Hello! The man who is me, Andy Lowe. Hi. And our guest this week, the lady who has not been on the podcast with me until today, Beth Lindsley. Hi, Internet. And hi, Andy. Hello! That's right, because she's only been on with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I forgot like, that. Yeah, I was thinking they're going like, wait a second, have I not actually been? No, because that was the week that I was gone, and you pulled Beth and Bri yep. at the same time to be me. Well, see, for, for me, it takes two people to replace what Andy does as far as being on the show. So I need, I need, it's always a, a group of at least three when Andy's not here. I'm trying to think if I've only replaced you with one or if I've replaced you with two. I don't know. I'd have to go through the list and try and remember, but. I think you've done both, but I'm not sure. Well, we are three today. Woo! <gasps> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> well done, guys. Well done. That was almost rehearsed. For not having caffeine, we're, we're doing pretty well. Oh God, I want coffee so badly. Yeah, wh- what do you about? What do you mean we, Kimosabi? Uh, Andy, Andy probably is a soda right in front of him. A Mountain Dew, a pop, I do believe you mean, sir. Oh no, no, I've got a oh coffee, you coffee. coffee. You, uh, you, uh, Andy, um, how far away? How long would it take for me to drive there? I have a feeling there'd be a coffee shop a lot closer. Uh, there are many. I didn't know that you drank coffee, Andy. I thought, like, Mountain Dew was your jam. It was until my teeth uh, were getting scary, according to my dentist. Did your dentist use the word scary to describe your teeth? Yes. Because that would be really funny. Yes, he did use the word scary. Not like, you should be scared, but your teeth are scary. Well, I think the exact quote is, your teeth are looking scary. Wow. So cut down on the sugar? Yeah, cut down on the sugar. So I have, you know, instead of, you know, a Mountain Dew for in the morning, I have coffee, just straight, with a little bit of cream, but no sugar. Was it the sugar primarily, or was it also just the acidity? Or he really didn't get into details? He he really didn't get into details. He just said, you know, you should probably cut back on the... Uh, on the, the, the sugary sodas. On the sugary sodas. And I'm like, well, what would you suggest? And he's like, for, for caffeine? And he's like, yeah, tea? And I'm like, eh, no, I tried that. And he's like, well, just get your coffee, but no added sugar to it. So What's wrong with tea? I just don't like the taste of it. That's allowed. I, I don't particularly like the taste of coffee. I'm a, I'm a tea drinker. So people are allowed to have their their specific tastes. Yes, but sometimes they're wrong. Especially when they think that their opinion is the only one that matters. <laughs> like, ouch. <laughs> All right, well, okay, it's been fun, guys. Uh, you enjoy. Um, Should we get to the topics? <laughs> before Dave leaves in disgust. Dave isn't going to leave in disgust. Dave is just going to collapse in exhaustion. So is this like a, well, it's not a Passover thing. That's, no, Lent that's, is that's Christian. next week. This is, uh, I have two weeks where I'm not doing any training, and so I'm trying to do a quick detox. So I've been caffeine-free for a week now, with one week to go. Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I did that for Lent one year, and that was, that was tough. Yeah. Didn't you have, like, three, two liters of Mountain Dew, either right before or right after that? On Fat Tuesday, yeah. No, I was drinking... Oh my gosh, that was, I, what did I have? I wanted to have like two 20 ounces of Mountain Dew like every hour of school. Oh my gosh. You realize caffeine is like, a, it, it's a poison, right? Like literally it is a poison. I have to imagine you were feeling so sick by the end of it. I, I had the shakes by the end I, of school. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, so then I just, I had that and then I just dropped off caffeine completely. Uh, which also includes chocolate, because there's caffeine in chocolate. Yep. Not worth it. Yeah, oh my gosh, the amount of Sprite that I drank was unnerving. All right, because Sprite is caffeine-free, isn't it? Yes, it is caffeine-free. As is Sierra Mist, because it's the same thing. Well, okay, I suppose we can move into topics. I did just add a topic. Can we hit that one? Oh, what'd you just add? It is the Overwatch stress test this weekend. Oh! 
So everyone who signed up for the beta probably just got an invite in the last day or two saying, hey, come stress our servers out and play our game so that we can convince you to buy it. Hold on, let me see if I got it. Beth, did you get your invite? Checking right now. If I didn't get this invite, I'm going to be so freaking pissed. Logging into battle.net. Hey, look, I can install it. Oh, blast. I will not be able to get in and check it. I require Brian's assistance with my Battle.net password. Oh, no. Yes. Brian is my password keeper, and probably (laughs) I should come up with a better system, but... There are some very good password manager programs out there. Yes. Uh, We actually use one for, like, more important things than... Battle.net. Not to say that video games aren't important, but they're less likely to, you know, affect our income and whatnot. Yeah. Now, for what it's worth, for those of you who are listening to this on, like, Monday and are digging through your emails to see, did you get a key? uh, The beta test is only for yesterday and today, meaning Friday the 15th and Saturday the 16th. Did you guys have stuff planned for the rest of today? Uh, Playing Overwatch. Right. Um, I seriously need to get a car wash. Oh, I saw that pic. Yeah, is, yeah, you is really your do. car muddy? Uh, Dave, look at my uh, Facebook page. Why? Because I can't figure out where I put my phone. Otherwise, I'd send you the picture. Facebook. Oh wow! The hell did you do to your car? For those who uh, are not connected to me on Facebook, let me just state that my car is quite muddy. Like, if you expect, you know, a Jeep going off-road sort of muddy, that's honestly what it looks like. Um, I was going to install a DSL modem in one of our transmitter sites up near Holland, Michigan, and um, the transmitter site is, you know, a bit away from the road, and so I'm driving down this grass-covered pathway, and there's a lake on one side, a retention pond on the other, and so I'm just driving down this little thing there with water on both sides, And all of a sudden, I just sink. Oops. Oh, no. And so, I needed to get myself out of there. So, rather than, you know, deciding either to, like, try and push through, because then I would have to try and get through this again on the way back, I just tried to literally back myself out, and that's what it looks like. Wow. All right, so Andy's getting a car wash today. That'll take you 15 minutes. Oh, no, I'm I'm taking it to the self-spray thing first, just so I can try and get a majority of that... It'll take you 25 minutes. Yeah, and then we're going to Costco and some other things as well. Ah, okay. Errands. Yay, errands. Yay, adulting. Oh, adulting. Having to hang things on the walls. and Seriously, <laughs> hanging things on the walls is very stressful. Oh, don't even get Because what if me. it's not even? <laughs> right. Then it's going to be crooked and you're going to be looking at it for like months and it's crooked. Don't even get me started on the toilet paper roll that we hung that. Oh, Uh I'm just picturing like a piece of artwork that is nothing but a toilet paper roll. (laughs) Sorry, a toilet paper roll holder. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Did you not install it straight? Well, where we wanted to install it, there was a stud there. And so we couldn't actually install it the way they wanted it. And so we had to move it over there, and then it's also on an outside wall. So there's a lot of, like, insulation and other things there as well. So it, it... And then we installed it uh, backwards, and so we had to pull the things out, which was also a problem. It, it was just it was just a problem where you... Oh. And now you know. Yes. I'm sorry. That That's, like, all of my nightmares of trying to hang something up all together. Yep, but it's there now, so we're good. Huzzah! So, what did you guys think about the House trying to vote to block the FCC regulating broadband prices? Uh, it, it is not unexpected. I am disappointed. Yeah, no, this one was just like, they've been trying to do this ever since the whole net neutrality thing started. They always talked about, oh, the House is going to do something. Oh, the House is going to do something. It's like, okay, great, the House is going to do something. There is no way in hell Obama's going to pass it. Yeah. In fact, he has already said he's going to veto any sort of bill that curbs net neutrality. Of course, that's only going to be good for the next eight or so months. Right. The real question then is, what's the next guy going to do? Or the next girl? Could be a woman. I wonder what the current state is in the net neutrality lawsuit. Which one? Oh, the, the one that they vote. 
where they combined the other lawsuits together against the FCC rules, saying it was not constitutional or something like that? That was uh, Verizon and AT&T. Oh, my God. (laughs) Go and search net neutrality lawsuit, and they talk about the seventh lawsuit filed. Uh, I don't know, Andy. I'm having a hard time finding information on it. Yeah, I'm not finding it quickly. It's one of those things where news right now is, hey, the headlines are up right and way, you know, and fast and quick. But then nobody really follows up. Why would you follow up? No one's going to click on it. People want the newest stuff. It's called news for a reason, Andy. Yeah, I suppose. No, you, you weren't actually supposed to agree with that one. That was Dave being facetious. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just thinking of, you know, BuzzFeed's links and all that other fun jazz. I can't tell if that's clickbait or not. BuzzFeed's 10 top clickbait links, number two will surprise you. (laughs) Is there such a thing as meta clickbait? Oh, speaking of meta, this is completely off topic, but oh my goodness, the book club book is so meta and I love it so much. I haven't started it yet. I need to get working on that. I probably should too. It's a really enjoyable read. And anyone who's a Trekkie will enjoy it, I think. This is Red Shirts? Yes. Or Red Shirt? No, I think it's Red Shirts. By John Scalzi? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I need to finish my current uh, book of the month from Kindle, and then um, I can then start reading the Red Shirts book. Well, the month is almost over. We are now halfway through April. Oh, gosh. Gross. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, hey, it's tax day on Monday. <laughs> Although, if you're looking at Monday as your tax day, you might be a procrastinator, because in all other, all other years, April 15th is usually the cutoff point. Yeah, but it was a holiday this weekend in D.C., and so it got moved. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely legit, and um, I, I'm just saying, maybe try to get things done before Monday. I... Maybe I just wanted to file my extension by April 15th this year. <laughs> no, I, I, I really actually try and take care of my taxes as quickly as possible. Uh, yeah, although, same here. I suppose if you're going to owe money, then putting it off to the last minute is actually better because you could, in theory, have that money invested and it could be making money, etc., etc. I've also heard, and I don't remember the source, so take it with a grain of salt, but I've also heard that you want to try to get your tax stuff in as soon as possible to try to avoid tax ID theft. Yep, that is not something that you are making up. No, that is that is legit. That is, in fact, uh, the IRS making that recommendation. That's what I thought. Well, no, to be honest, I thought it was coming from uh, Blast. Um, who are the folks that do the tax prep thing? Uh, there's H&R Block. There's Intuit. There's TurboTax. TurboTax. Yeah, I was pretty uh, sure Intuit it came- is TurboTax. There's Intuit TurboTax. Man, that company has, like, seeded itself everywhere in personal finance. Oh, yeah, with QuickBooks and TurboTax and all the other stuff there, all in... Yeah, they're everywhere. So we've got some speed record items here. I am not such a a connoisseur of, like, speed record items, but it's interesting that somebody was getting through New Vegas so freaking fast. Yeah, so there, there are two speed records that were posted this week uh someone beat the fallout new vegas speed record which is ridiculous because i remember we talked about this andy the last time someone broke the record and we're like how does that happen so this is a sub 20 speed run of fallout new vegas mind-boggling wait wait a second i'm reading the some of the tricks used in this playthrough include breaking his own legs to gain speed yeah that's a it's a bug um it's known, and all the speedrunners use it. It lets you move very, 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 very quickly. But it requires, like, a frame-perfect save and reload. Oh, that's ridiculous. Playing the game in Italian is as quicker than the English voice <laughs> acting. Uh, also, not uncommon in a lot of speedruns, you'll see people playing, like, Chinese versions of games if there's a lot of text, because it's more compact. Oh, that is... This is... This is kind of dodgy, is what I see this as. Hey, it's not using cheats. It's just using a few little glitches. Yeah, yeah, okay. And if you want to see glitches, uh, go watch the speedrun of Pokemon, where he captures all 151 Pokemon 
and beats the game in like three and a half hours. What? I still yeah. haven't beaten that game the first time. It it turns out Pokemon is held together by duct tape and chewing gum. Uh, so once you start glitching the game, it's really, really, really easy to get it to do whatever you want. So there's a 20-minute speedrun of Fallout New Vegas. There's a four-minute, almost five-minute speedrun of Mario, Super Mario Brothers. I thought they couldn't even beat that thing anymore, because this, this is the same guy who beat it last time, right? Yep. He, he beat his own record. Uh, he has also said he's done. He said, like, that is as good as I'm ever going to get. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, a perfect perfect run is the the task run the tool ass- assisted speed run and that one is i think four minutes and 52 seconds so technically there's five seconds you could shave off but the the task bot can do things that humans just can't do oh that the humans just don't have fast enough reflexes to do yeah like well you you physically might not be able to push the button the way that it pushes the button because, like, if it pushes the button twice within, uh, say, a tenth of a second, I'm not sure that the, the actual physical button that a human would have to push can register that. Ah, okay. So, fun. It's actually a fun little run to watch. He's got the whole thing on YouTube. It's really cool because if you look at the screenshot, um, on the left side, you see... So, the left side, you see him and you see the splits which is just, you know, how long did each section take? And right below that, it has his heart rate. And you can just watch it as he progresses through the game, and you can see it get higher and higher and higher until the last level where he's got a heart rate of, like, 160. That's getting into, like, actual... That's an aerobic workout. Yeah, no, that is an aerobic workout. (laughs) Like, that's exercise. Wow, that's... (laughs) Still, though, when you're playing a game where you have to try and shave off not even a second, but you're talking fractions of seconds, I feel like at that point, yeah, you should just, I'm, I'm done. Yep. 4.57.26. That is probably going to be the record for a long time. That is just crazy. And I'm just sitting here, you know, trying to play Mario the first time and not doing too hot. You did, you beat the game, didn't you? Yeah, with lots of quick saves. Oh, tool-assisted run. So, for for what it's worth, like, he's shaving off milliseconds. In the tool-assisted speed runs, they are trying to shave off a single frame. Now we're just splitting hairs. Well, yeah, but, like, that's the point. Right, so what other game news do we have? Um, Blizzard is potentially getting hit with a DDoS, which is kind of funny, given that they're doing a a stress test beta this weekend. I wonder if this is retaliation for them closing down that vanilla server. I don't know. I did see, uh, so there's a change.org petition to get Blizzard to let them basically restart that server. Uh, And I did see that one of the the commenters was one of the team managers on the original World of Warcraft, who basically wrote a very small open letter to Blizzard saying, this is the wrong way of handling it. You shouldn't just be closing this down. You should be doing something like hiring these people or licensing it out to them. There are 900,000 people playing on this server. That's a fan base. You shouldn't be just throwing it away, etc., etc. It's still a yeah. DDoS attack on, on a weekend where they're stress testing. That's funny. Yeah. I guess they got to stress test a little more than that you expected. What other games you got, Andy? Um, What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Oh, uh, Nielsen, the company that does the TV and radio ratings, did a survey about esports. Really? Yeah, it was an online survey of over 2,000 men and women, age 13, age, uh, 13 and up. Um, it seems that esports fans are not a big chunk of the overall gaming demographic. Hmm. Yeah, I found that really interesting. Under 10% of those surveyed suggested or stated that they were uh, esport fans. So I, I'd ask what they mean by fan and also how the survey was distributed like that's a really important thing to know well most of the nielsen online surveys are uh given out to some of those 
Remember those things online where people were always like, oh, yeah, earn money taking surveys sort of thing. The You could make $13,000 just sitting at home. That concept? Yeah, I'm not sure if they still do those or not or if they just send them out to people who have signed up for the Nielsen survey responses. So, yes, I'm not sure how they distributed the 2,000 email surveys, but still less than 10% of the people responded that self-responded saying that, well, this, that they are esports fans. So... I'd, I'd like to see a comparison of that to how many of the respondents say that they are baseball fans or football fans. Why, you think they're somehow correlated between the two of them? I think that 10%, while it sounds very low, is not actually going to be significantly smaller. Oh, so if you say, you're say you saying that if you send this out to 2,000 people, just any 2,000 people, and you ask them, are you a fan of this, you're thinking 10% is going to be... 10% is probably still low, but, I mean, go survey 2,000 people. How many of them are going to say, yeah, I'm a baseball fan? Unless you're surveying in, like, Boston or Chicago. Or Detroit. Even in Detroit. If you were to say, are you a baseball fan? I don't know how many people you'd get. The survey was pointing out a relationship between those who were responding as being uh, fans and their age and income bracket. And um, it seems logical to me that the population that's more interested in esports would be within like our age range majority. Millennial males who make above $50,000 a year. Yep. So disposable income. Uh, they can buy video games. They have the money to like, actually have a, a good rig. So in that sense, I'm not sure that 10% is accurate for reality, but I would believe that it's not. I don't think it's the majority of gamers at this point. No, no. Yeah, I th I think we can all agree that it's 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 a niche market still. Yep. I have right. started to to accept it a little more though because I mean, I've been thinking about well, I'm sorry, go ahead, Ann. Well, I was just saying like I was literally web surf or surfing the the channels on the television the other day and on ESPNU there was Heroes of the Dorm. Nice. Did you watch it? No. No, I did not. Oh. <laughs> Was it for lack of interest, or there were other things that were of more priority? It was also late at night, so meh. So if it were on in the middle of the day, you would have watched it? I don't know. It's Heroes of the Storm. It's... <sighs> I understand the appeal of the Dota-type games, but I just... I don't know. It is interesting, because I think that Brian coming upon that would probably actually be interested in watching it, whereas I would have no interest. It um, really depends on the commentators. Uh, it, it's very similar to actually watching like baseball or football. Like, yeah, the, if you if you know the game well enough, you can have an appreciation on your own for what's going on in there. But it's very helpful to have someone who is an expert talking about it and, and giving you that play by play. Yeah, and there are some commentators, even for baseball, that I do not like. Like the fact that they're bringing um, Al Kaline, who's a former Detroit Tigers player. He did play-by-play -play for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, they now have him coming in for the play-by-play -play for Fox Sports Detroit for the Tigers games. I cannot stand him commentating. So... My guess is that, you know, if I'm actually going to be watching TV and he's on, I will mute the audio, bring up the radio station on my phone, and listen to the radio commentators <laughs> who I, I enjoy. I know people do that. Rather than the TV com. Oh, we do that all the time during the, the playoff games because Fox brings in their national commentators who, for some odd reason, really do not like Detroit. Even though, you know, it's a Detroit baseball team, they, for some reason, always seem to skew the other team. So it's like, okay, that's just going to mute you and bring up the radio guys. Who are completely biased towards Detroit. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Something about echo chamber, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I feel like if you're... Okay, so the Fox Sports Detroit announcers and the Fox or the Detroit Tigers Radio Network announcers know what audience they're broadcasting to, right? Yeah. The national broadcasters are broadcasting to a national audience. So they, for 
they should be unbiased, right? No. No? I mean, in an ideal world, yeah, but they're broadcasters. They're going to broadcast the bias of the larger audience. Which is not Detroit. Okay. Now, Dave, have you actually gone to any sort of esports viewings or anything like that, or no? I have watched esports. I have not gone to, like, a collective viewing. Because the other thing that was interesting here was the fact that 81% of the fans were male in this survey, which I feel like that one is actually pretty accurate. I do not doubt that number. Me neither. In fact, I'm rather surprised that 20% are female. Yeah, it might even be lower. I don't know. This would be actually be a question for Zach. We could probably ask him. Since he's no, the closest yeah. into the esports community that we know. Yep. Took me a second to figure out which Zach you were talking about. Yes, we, we could probably ask him. Is there more than one Zach? Oh, wait. Nope. Yep, you're right. Took me a second. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I haven't gone to a group watching event, but I can see that happening, and I could even see going to one. Uh, I know Brendan has hosted one back at one of the LOL champions... Uh, but it really is becoming like a sport and and just in the same way of, you know, why would you watch it when you can play it? Well, why watch people play football when you could go outside and throw a football? It's very different when you're watching people who've practiced this and who are professionals at this and who are really, really good at this and seeing what they do and seeing how they do it. Well, it also is the whole we always used to talk about this with curling was the fact that, you know, some people who are curling in the Olympics didn't start until they were in their 20s and their 30s. And it's like, you know, curling is the one thing, especially with the, the older rules, was the fact that if you get a team together and you win enough games locally, you can go to nationals. And if you win nationals in the right year, you're going to the Olympics. That was that was the rules for years and years and years. So it was one of those things where he told people, it's like, look, yes, you can... You can watch it on TV. You can get out here and play. And you, too, have a possibility of becoming an Olympic athlete in this sport. Now the rules have completely changed that whole process. But before, it was like, yeah, no, you could just start up now and become an Olympic athlete because it has been done before. Which I feel like is the same thing if we're talking about the esports thing here. Somebody could start playing Heroes yeah. of the Storm today, and if you and, put enough and, time and dedication into it, you too could probably be like somebody you're watching on the television. Yeah. Beth, you had a comment you were going to make? Oh, just that the uh, the survey was saying fans. It didn't necessarily say participating in or anything, uh, meaning like not being the players. And so I could see 20% of females being fans of it and being interested in watching it. True. All right. What else do we have? We were just talking about baseball. So, Andy, we can move to your other favorite topic, cars. You have a topic about cars? Well, we have a topic about a car show. Oh, Top Gear. Yeah. Or the show that is supposed to be Top Gear, but will not have any of the original Top Gear hosts. This is the show that is called Top Gear. Yes, because the other guys have not figured out what their uh, new show is going to be called on Amazon. Because they can't call it Top Gear. Top Gear is owned by the BBC. Yep. So is it the format that made the show or is it the hosts? I think it was a combination of two because I've watched, I was going to say I've watched every single episode of Top Gear, but that is actually not true. I need to watch the last, some of the last couple of episodes, but I've seen the first episode of Top Gear when it first came out was like a half hour car show. So it was a little bing, bang, boom sort of thing there. Then they switched to an hour long show and then they brought in May Clarkson and Hammond. And when you got to that format, and when you got to those three hosts, everything just seemed to have clicked. So it's a little bit of both. It was it was the same thing with uh, Top Gear America when that first came out. A lot of the stuff they did in Top Gear America to start off was literally the same thing that they did in the original Top Gear, just with different hosts. And so you could tell that they, were, they had the format down. They're like, oh, this format works great. But the three hosts still were trying to find their groove. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, uh, once the hosts and the, the format gel together, then things started to work. Like some of the later Top Gear America shows were actually pretty good. But starting out, it was, it was, it was rough. So do you think Top Gear still has a shot at being a good show? Is this a good decision and a good outcome for Netflix? Or did 
Amazon really score the win by signing the hosts and saying, we'll figure out a show for you later. Well, the, the, the format's probably going to stay the same. So that one's not going to change hosts. That's going to be interesting. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, you're going to have Matt LeBlanc on there. So Joey from friends is going to be one of the hosts, but he actually knows his cars. So that's going to be interesting to put an American on a British TV show as one of the major presenters. I, oh, I, feel, I feel like they're, that they're going to revolt. Well, yeah, but also, um, one of the other major hosts is, um, shoot, I can never pronounce her name correctly. Can you spell it? Uh, sorry, Sabine Schmitz. So there's actually going to be a female, basically a female racer as one of the hosts of the show as well. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, if anybody wants to look her up, she basically what she does is she has some high-end BMWs, and the Nürburgring in Germany is technically a toll road, so anybody can you know pay some money and actually run around on an actual race course with any car as long as it's road legal in Germany. And she'll actually nice. will, she'll take people on a taxi ride around the Nürburgring when she is just you know going full out. <laughs> So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people want to get the race car experience, but A, don't know how to drive a race car, and B, don't have one, can just, you know, literally just pay for a taxi ride. Rent a race car? Rent rent a ride? It's like an Uber race car. <laughs> That'd be really great if it were actually on Uber. Oh, that would be hilarious. I You know what I would use that for? I wouldn't do it for that racetrack i'd use it for like the uh gm proving ground well the nurburgring is kind of like the germany version of the testing there are literally there's a gm building there there's a ford building there there's a mercedes-benz building there there's a bmw building there. there's a ferrari wow. building there how do they not do like corporate espionage like how do they prevent that then if everyone's right there and probably all have a view of the track um there's a lot of People just literally will rent the whole ring for a period of time. So nobody else is actually allowed out on the track at the time where people are doing testing. And the buildings can't see the track? Pretty much, no. Plus, it's like an eight-mile track, so you got to be... Yeah, I I suppose. It's always great when you have the ring of road that is a ring. It's a circle, but when you're on it, it looks straight. So yeah, no, the the Top Gear show, you'll just have to see. They put out a trailer. The trailer is the classic BBC Top Gear trailer. It looks like all the other ones that they did with the previous hosts. So it seems like it could be interesting. But it's one of those you'll have to wait and see. And then you'll also have to kind of let it mature a bit. Like you yep. said, with, uh, what, Deep Space Nine, you kind of got to get past those first couple of seasons. And then... Oh, you you mean the Star Trek that you don't like watching? Yes, because I have to get through the first two seasons. <laughs> have you gotten past the first two seasons? No, no, I have not. Are you ever going to try to get past the first two seasons? I don't know. There's so much to watch on television now. I've still got to catch up on Flash. I've still got to catch up on Arrow. I've still got to catch... I've still got to oh, start. No, 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 no. Uh, just, just to give you a heads up, you don't need to catch up on Arrow. <laughs> it doesn't... Everything I've I've heard, everyone I've talked to, everything I've read, you don't need to catch up on Arrow. You do need to catch up on Flash, because Flash is amazing. Uh, but Arrow just is not worth it anymore. Beth, what are you watching on television? Nothing. Oh, that's not entirely true. Um, so part of it is that Brian and I don't have TV. We watch via Netflix and via Amazon Prime. Um, so what we have been watching lately is Steven Universe and uh, Broad City, which is cool. hilarious and very dirty. Have you been watching season six of My Little Pony yet? No, not yet. Because episode four is out now. I um, it's on my list of stuff to do. I just it's it hasn't happened yet. But okay. it, it will happen soon. As a side note, I've been, I, I looked up Sabine, and I mean, I guess I, sh- I should have expected it, but the very first article that I came across was sexist bullshit about her boobs and her butt and fans freaking out about about uh, not liking her. Uh, yeah, so, you know, oh, well, I, excuse me, I apologize. It wasn't the first uh, link, it was the third one after the wikipedia one and after one that was fairly it seemed okay 
Yeah. If you look her up, just be prepared to take a, a pill of whatever. Ignore the sexist crying. Sometimes I hate the internet. I know. The thing is, though, is that it, theoretically it doesn't exist just on the internet. The people who are saying that stuff actually do think they, it. They exist in real life as well. Sometimes I hate real life. Right. Where would you rather be? I don't know. Equestria, obviously. <laughs> I somehow don't think Andy would actually like to be there. No, probably not. Is, is that a My Little Pony reference? That is. is that is the world of My Little Pony. And I'm not sure I'd want to be there either. Like, there's some pretty bad shit that happens there. Yeah, but if you're one of the main six, then you're you're safe. I don't know, Andy, would you want to be, like, in the Transformers universe? In, like, the Power Ranger universe? I'm just trying to think of all of the science slash gear slash car stuff mad max universe oh god no <laughs> that one i could probably literally lose my head in mission impossible no that's basically the real world you see now with most of those universes though a lot of the things are not you know the rest of the universe is normal outside of the what there are transformers no they're not they totally are so yeah but no if i was just an average person living in that universe i wouldn't know it that's true he-man universe every time okay so this takes a little bit of backstory. Every time I hear He-Man, um, Kate and I went to one of the improv places that was open on Main Street in Ann Arbor years ago before it closed down. And during the improv thing there, they asked for a setting for one of the, the improv skits, and somebody yelled out, Castle Grayskull. <laughs> and so they just, you know, without a thing there, started doing a whole bunch of, like, He-Man references and everything, and at the end of the show, they're like, the guy br came up on stage and he's like, just so you know, I bet you anything, all the girlfriends and wives are probably turning right now to their their men and going, what was that? Oh, fuck off! Did Kate, I, Kate had no idea what Castle Grayskull yeah. was. Ah. It was it was marketed pretty heavily towards boys in the 80s. Uh, She-Ra? Yeah. Was not Castle Grayskull. Are they linked? Yes. Whatever. Okay, well. Stupid Shira 80s was, was and the He-Man's sister? Half-sister? One or the other? Cousin? Twin sister of He-Man. Okay. I mean, at least they were making an attempt, even if it was still like a sexist, half-hearted attempt. Oh yeah, Beth, have you seen uh, Batman v Superman? Yes. What are your take? What's your take on Wonder Woman? Oh boy, um, I'm putting my thoughts together. So I wanted to see more of her in the movie. I really wanted her to be like, "All right, little boys, stop your ridiculous tantrums and your ridiculous fight, and let's work together and get this sorted out." And so that didn't happen, but I'm looking forward to seeing her in the next movie so that we can actually see more of who she is and why she's been gone for so long. Um, I thought that in the fight scene, she was great. Like she had a smile on her face when she gets knocked on her, on her butt. And it's like, heck yeah, that's Wonder Woman. She's, you know, she's rough and tumble. Um, I definitely was not... <sighs> Okay, so females can have their own agency, and if they want to show a lot of cleavage or if they want to have their back completely bare, then that's up to them in real life. I'm not going to say that I'm going to judge a woman for showing that much skin. However, when you are talking about a character that is being created where the director is assuming that a majority of the audience is male and she's being dressed in a way that highlights her boobs and her back. And when she's wearing a leotard with a teeny tiny skirt for battle, I do feel like there's a little bit of sexist male gaze nonsense happening there. Welcome to Zack Snyder movies. Yep. Right? So I have not seen Batman v Superman. Is it worth it? Have you seen Man of Steel? Is that the one with Zod or the one before Zod? It has so I haven't seen it, but I believe it has Zod, and it, that's. But we're talking about the one with the new Superman and with um, Amy Adams as Lois Lane. I have not seen it. I know it is referenced in this movie quite heavily, but I've not seen it. Yeah, I. Because we wanted to go see Batman v Superman, and I was like, "All right, well, I got to go rent Man of Steel." Then, and Kate's like, "Why do we have to watch that?" And I'm like, oh, "Believe me, we have to. We have to watch that. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of stuff in Batman v Superman that's not going to make sense." 
To but, be honest, I didn't does it feel not like make it sense? was. Or yeah, is it just it's there, and if you know about it, it's that extra layer, but it still makes sense. Yeah, I felt it was understandable having not seen the first movie. Oh, I felt it. I felt like this was a movie that could not stand on its own. Felt when I watched it that you had to have seen Man of Steel for a lot of this to carry over really like what pieces of it well the whole lois lane superman connection first and foremost and the the whole bit with uh zod as well i guess because i've seen the older superman with christopher reeves i knew who general zod was and lois lane being with superman felt like a given um so i guess if you already have familiarity with the superman stories then it wouldn't be too terrible. Terribly difficult to understand. Let me be specific there. Yeah. But, I mean, even then, it's it's a superhero movie, right? And they are all based on the superhero movies that come before. Although, do you have to know anything about Batman going into this one? No. Good lord, no. That's... I know that it's, like, really important for Batman's character development... But honestly, at this point in time, do we still need to see his parents dying and him being orphaned? Again and again and again. Comic book movies are going to run into a very similar problem as comic books of like, when do you onboard new people? Do you make them watch the whole movie? Do you give a recap at some point? Do you say, hey, this is how it is now, even though it didn't used to be this? Yeah, but everybody loves the origin story. That's, no. Well, no, not true. That's why the next Spider-Man movie will not be an origin story. Really? They actually said that? Yeah. Huzzah! Oh, thank God. I didn't want to have to go through a third origin of Spider-Man. He got bit by a freaking spider. We get it. Well, but wait a wait a minute. Wait. How do you how do you go from everybody loves an origin story to oh thank God? No, no, no. I'm just saying uh, in general the movie audience loves the origin story. It's one of the seven you, major do you not tropes. Consider yourself to be a moviegoer audience? I do, or but you're I just have, not typical? I have learned that I am not a typical person. I see. No, the next Spider-Man movie, the the one that Marvel is helping Sony produce. Uh, will not be an origin story. It better not be, because Spider-Man's going to be in Captain America. Well, I know he's going to be in Captain America. I mean, under ruse. Hello. What? <laughs> it was in one of the trailers. Okay. I've tried not to watch too many of the trailers. Oh, I've seen all the trailers. I even just saw the Doctor Strange trailer. I did see the Doctor Strange trailer, and oh my god, Benedict Cumberbatch... I am very excited for this. I am too. I, I do find Benedict Cumberbatch's little beard thing there kind of, it makes me giggle in, in a in a way of that I'm not exactly proud of, but... Yeah, I don't remember if it was that trailer or another one where Kate looks over my shoulder and goes, he's got a, he's got a little something on his face there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to go back to your question, Dave, if you are the kind of person who can go watch a movie and be entertained because it's got action and explosions, then sure, you can go see Superman v. Batman and enjoy it. Um, if you're the kind of person that goes and watches a movie and you're like, oh, okay, stop using explosions to distract me from how painful your plot holes are, then maybe you want to just rent it. So just rent it, if that. Sounds good. I'm kind of giving up on DC in the movies anyway. DC is doing great on television, but they can't handle movies. Oh, I'm so excited. Speaking of TV and comic book heroes, I'm kind of excited. We have Netflix now. That means I can actually watch Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And Daredevil Season 2. And the upcoming Luke Cage. And the upcoming other ones. Well, the other one is going to be on the, the CW. Uh, Cloak and Dagger, I do believe. Yeah, but I was talking about Iron Fist. Oh, I think he's named Iron Fist. Yeah, no, there's an Iron Fist Marvel character. I play him in my Marvel Bejeweled. He's the green with a yellow hood? Yes. All right, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's getting his own Netflix show, too. Well, that should be fun. All the street levels are getting their own show, essentially. Except for Spider-Man, who's sort of street level, but not, but higher class, but not. I don't know. So, guys, I realized, like, we've been going for quite a while, and we still have a lot of links to get to. Do we want to change gears? I suppose. 
Uh, Kepler, we reported last week that the Kepler telescope was having issues. They've figured them out, and it is out of emergency mode. Oh, good. Huzzah! Huzzah! Uh, Gamefront is shutting down at the end of this month. Which was which one was Gamefront? They hosted a lot of mods and patches and everything. Ah, oh. it, it was owned by the same company that uh, shut down game trailers in February. Okay, and so laid off a bunch someone, of staff at the Escapist. Okay, someone's just like hemorrhaging money, and they're trying to staunch the flow. That's what it seems. It seems Defy Media is reducing a lot of its gaming products. Can't keep up with Let's Plays on YouTube. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has said that Facebook is not going to mess with you during voting. <laughs> this year? This year. Because they've done that before. Yeah, they've done the test about giving people happy stories and giving people sad stories and that sort of thing there. But they have said... Um, well, they, they also did a, a test of, like, can we make more people go and vote? And supposedly increased voter turnout by a couple hundred thousand people. Yeah, so they have said, uh, voting is a core value of democracy, and we believe that supporting civic participation is an important contribution we can make to the community. We encourage any and all candidates, groups, and voters to use our platform to share their views on election and debate the issues. Yeah, well, that's good, because holy crap, does Facebook have a lot of, like, psychological control that people don't realize. Yep. I mean, I, I definitely take this with a grain of salt. Yay. I'm glad that that's your official line. And if we discover that maybe a couple of things have been getting tweaked here and there, I I really wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Google released Android Studio 2.0 for building new uh, Android apps. I downloaded it last night, painless download, and then realized I had no project. So there's that. So you downloaded it, but you didn't have any use for it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. Like I've, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about like some apps that I want to. Talk. Nope, nope, can't really think of anything I want to do. Well, I really need to fix my running app because that one is seriously broken. Well, now you have Android Studio 2.0 to do that in. All right. There's a major issue with uh, cable modems. Sorry, Beth. Oh no, you're fine. What's that? Well, Beth has uh, Comcast, and so okay. could possibly have a cable modem that has a major security flaw. I think we have our own modem, but I will share that info with Brian. Well, there's nothing you can do about it anyway, because uh, the surfboard modems are not upgradable by the consumer. They have to be upgraded by the ISP. So, yeah. Gross. Yeah, they, they have it set up there where you could just go to a web page and have it uh, do a factory reset of your router, which would kick it offline. So, yeah, good times. Oops, that's... Wait, so, like, the code on the web page can execute a factory reset on the router? Yes. That's kind of funny. Because the factory router is set with a specific IP address of 192.168.100.1, and you cannot change it. Okay. Why would you change it, though? Oh, that's that's what they're using for the attack. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, there's approximately 175 of these surfboard modems out there in the world. So, good times. Yeah. Uh, Anything else you guys want to hit? Sure. Uh, The Sailor Moon exhibit is going on this weekend. And and unfortunately, it's in Tokyo, but it is super cool. And there's adorable Sailor Moon themed food. Sailor Moon, what what food? Um, so it looks like we've got a fruit and maybe ice cream uh, setup that looks kind of like uh, Sailor Moon scepter. And <laughs> there's a spaghetti dish with tuxedo masks, little mask on it. It's just really cute. <laughs> okay. The chicken nuggets look like they're in the shape of stars. Yep. Wow. It makes my my whole like dinner game uh, really look bad. I need to be more creative and decorative with food, apparently. Last night for dinner, we grilled hot dogs and had potato chips. Om nom nom. That sounds amazing. Tonight, oh shoot, thanks for reminding me. I need to take some chicken out of the fridge because we're going to grill some chicken breasts because it's... Gorgeous outside. It's like 70 degrees out here. Nice. Uh, the Dyson Airblade hand dryers. Turns out 
not so good. Yeah, the air jets will launch the virus and germ-laden water about three feet away from the actual air blade itself. Nice. So it's just kind of all over the bathroom then. Yeah, the 430-mile-per-hour blast of air capable of spreading viruses up to, oh, sorry, three meters across Uh, the bathroom. It's like 10 feet. That's even worse. Uh, But the whole point of it is that, like, you're not touching it. No, but if you're... Go ahead. But if you're literally spreading it across the room, uh, I don't know if that's any better. Yeah, but you should also... Yeah, okay. I mean, people who use bathroom sinks without actually using soap are being dumb and spreading their germs anyway. Or the people who use the bathroom and not wash their hands afterwards as well. Right. Yeah, I see that sometimes, and I look at people, I'm like, all right, I am not going to go anywhere near you now. Not shaking your hand. And then last one to hit is the Arrow 2.0. Vasis Das. Uh, Slingbox is going to do a thing called Sling TV, or sorry, Air TV is what they're calling it. So this is this is still all up in the air. This is just an Echo Star trademark. Uh, that's what's going on. Um, where it will be a sling box that will connect to your home antenna and your home network via Wi-Fi or Ethernet and be able to push the local channels to your mobile device or browser. Huh. So it's a lot like Aereo, just, you know, your personal antenna rather than having all the antennas stored somewhere else. So it's at your house as opposed to at somewhere. Yes. Interesting. So since this is technically local, then, you know, supposedly this is good rather than Aereo not being local and not being good. And how long before the legal battle hits? Well, I don't know because... This is your own antenna, and this is your own setup. This is not another company doing all the work for you and basically just giving you an IP address with content stored on it. Well, I'm not saying that the legal battle will go the same way, but I still see this getting some attention. Well, wait, Dish Network has Sling TV, right? So this is one of the distributors. This is a this is an, an, an entrenched player in the media business doing it. No, that's good. Typically means there's some sort of catch to it. I don't know. We'll find out. All right. Review? Sure. Review. Beth? Okay. So the review this week is for Epistory. It's available on Steam for, I think it was $14. And it is a delightful game. It is a typing game um, that uses beautiful artwork done in an origami slash uh, pop-up book style in which you are a girl uh, navigating dangerous terrain and bringing life and health back to the um, dead landscapes. Uh, The way that the game works is that you are navigating and then to defeat monsters, to get XP, etc., you're typing words, like a typical typing game, or letters, Um, or numbers in order to get through it. And so this was just, it was so fun. I've logged seven hours and beat it. it. Um, At the end, you have access to the arena in which you just go and you practice typing against monsters. And the artwork is gorgeous. The gameplay is um, challenging sometimes without being terrible. And overall, just a really good game. The critique that I have for it is that it is so fun that you want to keep playing and you can't, like, your your wrists are going to give up on you. Um, it's really important that you think about sitting ergonomically while you're playing it, at least for me, because after a full day of work in which I am already typing quite a bit, coming home and then playing this game was a little bit much. Uh, The other suggestion I have is at the very beginning of the game, they say you can walk using ASWD, but for the game, we've switched things around a little bit so that you have different commands uh, that spreads the work between left hand and right hand. I really recommend that you train yourself to do that at the beginning because I was like, whatever, I can do this the way I usually do. And uh, pretty shortly into the game, my left hand was tiring a lot faster than my right hand. So, yeah, please check it out. It is gorgeous and fun. Yeah, I've been watching the uh, videos on Steam here, and this looks really nice. Some of the words, though, that they're putting up there, I'm like, oh, geez, I'm trying to spell that. 
Ooh, boy. Yeah, and the music gets really intense when you're at a boss battle. And there's at least one time where I had a word that was probably 15, maybe more characters long. And this monster was getting closer and closer to me. And the music was super hyped up. And, you know, it was it was fun. It was an intense game. And it also tracks your accuracy. So you'll be able to see what your speed is, how how much typing you've been able to do without an error, etc. So very, very fun. God, this makes me want to break out typing of the dead again, too. But I also need to work on my typing because it turns out I've been doing some of the characters wrong. So I need to retrain myself, which is going to be hard. I'm really bad. I use my left hand for control and shift all the time. I never use my right hand. And so that's all those keystrokes that my left hand is bearing. What characters are you not hitting correctly? Oh, I've been using T and Y with my uh, right hand rather than my left. Y, I think, should be your right hand, but T well, yeah, should be your left no, hand. No, T, T should be left, but yeah, which that sometimes throws my hand off. Uh, but yeah, I also am very left-handed with the shift and control as well, which is why my talk to uh, push-to-talk button for mumble here is actually the right control, because I never use it. That makes sense. I think I also use my index finger on my right hand a lot more than my middle finger and my ring finger on my right hand. I don't know, I'll have to try out my typing skills again. Granted... Most of the stuff now, when I do typing on my phone, is just swipe. Which I wonder right. how that would work with this game. I think it would be fine for the, you know, onesie twosie monsters. But when you have wave after wave coming at you, I, I feel like that would be really difficult. But I, I don't know. I have to say it was interesting because I would say that I'm a pretty competent typer. And I thought I was a pretty fast typer. Um, and yet during some of those boss battles... That I definitely ended it sweating, feeling like I had just barely gotten out by the skin of my teeth. So if, but then I also discovered via the game that my typing isn't as fast as I thought it was. So I think I'm at 45 or 47 words per minute. And, um, and so like use that as a gauge for yourself. You might go into it being like, oh yeah, I can do this just fine. But I imagine that folks who struggle with their typing a little bit would really benefit from some of the strategic tools that they give you to help get through the battles. Now, is it just typing as attacks or are there other things as well? It's just typing. Oh, there's also puzzles in the game. I should have mentioned that. But yeah, what happens for the boss battles, it's very clearly marked as a boss battle uh, point and you move into that point and then you have various, uh, they're all bugs or insects um, coming at you and they have either different letters or different words, but some of them are invulnerable to, uh, fire attacks or ice attacks. And so you have to choose the magic that works best for that monster. And the way that you do that is by typing the command for fire or for wind, etc. Neat. Mm -hmm. So recommended? Definitely. Uh, looks like it is currently at $15. The historical low on Steam was $9. Oh. Uh, but that was with vouchers? Yeah, hard to find that out. Cool. Andy, right. any, other, any other questions? No, I think I'm good. I'll well, put it on my wish list. Yeah, and Dave, I saw that you actually are listed as a friend who plays it. Have you taken a stab at it? I have not. I played it as far as getting the install file and installing it, but I haven't actually played it. Uh, I finally finished a single-player game of Factorio and am free of that now that I put in 86 hours in two weeks. Oh my gosh. So I'm moving back to Fallout for a little bit, and then I'm going to try and tackle Epistory. Fair enough. All right, Andy, the random topic? Random topic rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite T.C. Petty the Third board game? I have not heard of T.C. Petty the Third. I had not heard of T.C. Petty the Third before we rolled beforehand. Same uh, here. But it appears that T.C. Petty is a game designer. I'm guessing he happens to know our dear friend Aaron Hansowitz. Yes, since they have been, it looks like, retweeting each other's tweets since Unpub 6 uh, was this weekend. Or, sorry, uh, no, last weekend? In case you don't know, Unpub is a board game conference, I think, in the D.C. area. 
So which of his games do we like the most? Uh, very nicely, Board Game Geek has aggregated all of the games and has descriptions of all of the games. Well, that's quite helpful. Definitely. I have to say, not knowing um, the individual and not playing the games, I'm just going off of what the descriptions look like. I was actually just going to go by what the box looks No, no, no. There's one of them in here that I I can't right now um, give a fair evaluation, and that's the Viva Java the Coffee Game, because <laughs> that's touching a very, very um, painful spot right now as I'm sitting here, like, scratching my, my chin and jaw and going through withdrawal. Looks like there's a lot of um, either versions of Viva Java or expansions for it yeah it looks like expansions i'm trying to read the description for good old punch and planes and i am very confused by it (laughs) it's so amazing what do you mean confused andy it's two people uh in planes punching each other right so it's a racing game where you're also having somebody on the wing of your plane fighting somebody else on the wing of the other plane while, while racing seems perfectly legit i do have to say i'm i'm interested in that one just because it is so silly it, it's, it looks like it's just a rock paper scissors uh club zen i think looks pretty neat i like worker placement games plan out your seven day working vacation in the most zen way possible kate just came downstairs and tried to get herself onto the podcast but it didn't work oh oh and kate somehow knows what my push to talk button is which was more than I had. I think I'm going to go with Club Zen just for the uh, the concept of like planning a vacation and doing relaxing things like sensory deprivation therapy and scuba diving and basket weaving. I wonder if you can do that one underwater. You see, I've actually done underwater basket weaving, and if people think it's like, oh, you got to be all the way on. No, you just got to make sure the wood is underwater while you weave it. Wait, it's a real thing and not a joke? Yes, it's a real thing and not a joke. Why is it a real thing? Because the wood is more pliable when it's wet, and once it dries out, then it's harder to, you know, weave it. I see. Andy, you made my heart grow at least one size with that very, like, art artiste explanation for the the proper basket weaving. Which, on the other hand, everybody just uses it at saying, oh, yeah, no, there's a, it's, you know, the college course that everybody wants to take just to get an easy A. I have a feeling, like, if you're not artistic, underwater basket weaving is going to be an issue. Like, how do you make a basket that looks good? My baskets would look terrible. I've only done this once, and my basket was absolutely terrible. I've done some good baskets, I do believe. How have I missed out in underwater basket weaving that both of you have gotten a chance to do it? I've never actually done or seen it done. It was well, a it was a school project for me. Oh. I Laura's just pointing it. out I also hate being near water, and she's absolutely accurate on that. Wait, you hate being near water? Uh, with the exception of hot tubs, yeah, pretty much. Like, I don't like going into the lake. I don't like going... I'm okay on a boat, but I don't like swimming. I don't like going in water. Is it because you don't like being cold? Possibly. Or, or is it the But even if it's warm, wetness? like... Uh, a hot tub, I think, is different just because it's very shallow and it's very relaxing and very hot. Ooh, too hot for the hot tub. No. Come on, the, the Eddie Murphy skit where he's playing James Brown trying to get into a hot tub? I, no. Sorry. Also, sorry, Andy, your Eddie Murphy sucks. Well, I, it was me trying to do Eddie Murphy trying to do James Brown. Yeah, your Eddie Murphy sucks. Well, you know all of my... Yes, your accents suck. Yeah. We are aware of this. I'm unaware of the reference, though. I, I just do bad accents is what it is. I, I think she meant the no. Eddie Murphy accent. The oh, Eddie the Murphy Eddie Murphy? Murphy. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So yeah, I think I'm going to go with good old Punch and Planes, because it makes me giggle. I'm going to go out on the left field here and go with Don't Get eat it, Eated. Don't, don't, don't Get, get Eated. Survival. Don't Get Eated. It's one of those animals working together and against each other in order to survive in the wild. So it's it's like game theory prisoner dilemma? Yeah, where players are attempting to meet a specific challenge stated by that round. But then each player, you know, can be, um, you know, you have to work together but also not work together. It's one of those games. So it's a game that you and I can never play together. I just want to be clear about that. We can never play this game together. Probably, yeah. If it involves both cooperating and screwing the other person over, 
we cannot play this game together. Well, I think, if I'm understanding it correctly, it sounds like if you play the same card as somebody else, then you end up being on the same, same team for that round. And it also kind of sounds like that can increase... Their played value is increased by the number of people on the team, so it seems like that might hurt you. I don't know. So, for example, it says play under a certain number. So every player that plays the same numbered card, individually they might be playing two, um, and you're supposed to play under five. Their played value is increased by the number of people on the team. So if three people play the number two, then they would lose, I would think, because... It's not under five. Ah. Like I said, it's a for and against at the same time, where you got to work with people, but then not actually work with people. Yeah. It could be interesting, or it could just, you know, have somebody sooner or later flip the table. Right. I, I've played, actually, a similar card game. It's not exactly this this way, but what I ran into was I was playing it with two people that I knew pretty well, and each round there were at least two people knocking each other like messing each other up because our brains were going down the same paths of, well, this is how I will try to strategize this. So yeah, no, I think I'm going to go with don't get eaten. Fair. All right. Well, I do believe that is the show since we've hit the random topic and the random recap, or no, random review and random topic. Sounds good. Beth, thank you very much for stopping by and having us steal a couple hours of your Saturday. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for including me. And I guess uh, that's a wrap. Yay! This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.